Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. My goal for the podcast is to help you live a better life in retirement by giving you the tools and information you need in a language that you can understand. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about Social Security, my concerns for Social Security, and why high inflation is terrible for the future of Social Security. I think our listeners will really learn a lot this week about this discussion in regards to Social Security. There's a lot to learn about Social Security, and there's not a lot talked about Social Security and really the ins and outs and how it's going to impact you and your retirement. But on this podcast, we try to cut through the fluff and get to the heart of the matter. So on this week's podcast, that'll be our main focus, but we'll try to hit two listener questions at the end of the podcast, and please continue to submit those, all listeners. Our website, again, is retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. At the very bottom, you can submit all your questions, and that really helps us out as we come up with different questions and content for all these episodes. This is actually episode number 104. We finally made it to that two-year mark, 52 weeks in a year. So episode number 104 is our two-year mark. I'm going to celebrate. Everybody can celebrate with me. So thank you for all your support listeners out there. And if you like the podcast, go and give us a five-star review wherever you happen to be listening, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or wherever you find our podcast, give us that five-star review. That really helps us out and we appreciate it. If you're new to the podcast, we certainly welcome you. We encourage you to submit all your questions. We love hearing from podcast listeners. And also on our website, you'll notice we have the resources section. That's where you can find my three steps to a dream retirement. Step number one, you can download right there. It's called a blueprint to a dream retirement. That's where you figure out what you want. How can you possibly hit a target that you can't see? That piece that you'll download, it's just a couple pages, but it'll help you put the blueprint together of what a dream retirement looks like to you and if you're married, you and your spouse. That's step number one. I actually had help in designing that blueprint to a dream retirement from my business coach and my life coach. I spent thousands and thousands of dollars and it was well, well worth it because so many people have complimented me on that step one blueprint to a dream retirement. You can download it right there. Won't cost you a dime. Step number two is a budgeting tool for retirement. How much is this dream retirement going to cost you month in and month out? You can download that. We call that step number two, budgeting tool to retirement. You can figure out what your fixed expenses are. And then what are those discretionary expenses that may be a little more or a little less each month. Those will be a little more variable, whereas your fixed expenses are going to be your utility bills and the things that are consistent every month. And then last but not least is step number three. That's where the rubber meets the road. That's that retirement action plan. We call that your roadmap to retirement. You can download that retirement action plan summary right there on the website. Some of you are already working with a really good retirement planner. And every year as you get closer to retirement, you're going to want to update that retirement action plan. That retirement action plan is your roadmap that will help you navigate through retirement comfortably. It's kind of like when you're at a mall and you go and you see the map and it says you are here, but you want to get there. 
It's the same thing with that retirement action plan. I'm here. How do I get there where I want to be? Again, you're going to want to lean on a retirement planner like myself to help you construct that retirement action plan. And that'll hopefully give you all the confidence you need going into retirement. So you can find that and more on the website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. While you're there, you can listen to all 104 episodes and you can also submit all your questions. So let's jump into today's episode, talking about social security, this crazy high inflation that we're experiencing right now. And as most people know, in October of every year, the Social Security Administration comes out and they announce what the cost of living adjustment will be for Social Security recipients starting in January of the following year. So when they announce it here in a couple months in October of 2022, it will actually go into effect in January of 2023. What was it last year? Well, last October, which was October of 2021, they announced that the cost of living adjustment for Social Security was 5.9%. It all depends on their calculation of inflation at that time. This October in 2022, you have to imagine that it's going to be higher than last year of 5.9%. Personally, I'm expecting between 7 and 9% would be my estimation. That's just a guess, but that's certainly what I'm expecting. But also, you've got to remember that Medicare Part B will also be announced. I believe that's in November. Last year, it went from, for the lowest income people, it went from $145 a month to $170 a month. And that was a 14.5% increase in Medicare Part B. And remember, all listeners, when you're looking at your Social Security statement, your estimate, and it says, okay, your benefit is $1,200 a month. Well, remember, that doesn't include the Medicare Part B that would come out of that benefit. So if you're 65 and you're collecting $1,200 a month, that would be minus the $170 a month for Medicare Part B, and they automatically withdraw that out once you turn 65 if you're collecting Social Security. And so what you would end up with is $1,030 a month. So keep that in mind as you're looking at your Social Security benefit, the estimates, that's not the number that you're going to get. You have to deduct whatever Medicare Part B is once you turn 65. And I would expect Medicare Part B for the lowest income people, again, it's income-based. So depending on what your income is, it starts at 170 bucks a month, and then it goes up from there. And the incremental increase, they call that an IRMA tax, if you've heard that before. So let's look at the average person. So what I did is I went to ssa.gov, that's socialsecurityadministration.gov, and you can see statistically... In April of 2022, it told me the average retirement benefit of someone in this country is about $1,620 a month, $1,620. So just hypothetically, let's think about the average person. It's $1,620 a month. Let's say they're 65, and so Medicare is reducing that. So that's minus $170. So now we're down to $1,450 a month. And let's say that this person also has a Medicare supplement plan, also called like a Medigap plan. Let's call it uh, Plan G. Well, that's on average, 
let's say that's 150 bucks a month. And for those of you that aren't familiar with a Medicare supplement plan, like a plan G, it will differ. The premium that you pay will differ depending on your zip code and where you live. But let's just look at this average person. Again, their benefit, average benefit in the country of a retirement benefit is $16.20 a month. I'm assuming that Medicare Part B is $170, is reducing that down to $14.50. And then they went and bought a Medicare supplement plan. So it's $14.50 minus $150 a month for the supplement plan. So now we're down to $1,300 a month. So after we pay for Medicare, and our Medicare supplement plan, we went from $1,620 a month to now $1,300 a month. So if this person has no other retirement resources like a pension, part-time income, or maybe no retirement savings that can supplement their Social Security income, I mean, they're living on $1,300 a month. That's pretty tight. So you can see how a lot of retirees are really, really getting squeezed right now with this high inflation that we're experiencing. Also, you got to keep in mind, as far as the Social Security Trust Fund, by 2035, if we make no changes to it, it's only going to be able to pay out 75 cents on the dollar. So think about this. That's as it stands right now with some assumptions based on inflation, cost of living adjustments between now and then. Well, I don't think those calculations factored in inflation going up 8, 9, 10% this year, and maybe next year again, let's say another 6%. The higher this cost of living adjustment is, that means the more money the Social Security recipients are going to be getting, which is going to further shrink the Social Security Trust Fund. So instead of the 2035 estimate that we'll only have enough money for 75 cents on the dollar. I think probably if inflation continues at the pace it's going right now, I mean, gosh, it's probably going to be 2033, 2034. It, it might move it up a couple years when it starts to go insolvent and benefits have to be cut by 25%. So Congress is going to have to really move to fix this. We've got 77 million baby boomers in this country that are counting on this money. And we can't reduce all these people's Social Security income by 25%. Now, many people are familiar with the payroll tax, and that's what you're paying into Social Security. You're paying 6.2% of your earnings up to $147,000 you're paying into Social Security. On your pay stub, it'll say the FICA tax, right? Your employer is also paying another 6.2% on your first 147,000 that you make. And that $147,000, that income cap, that is indexed for wage growth. So if every year the wage growth goes up 2%, well, they increase that income cap. 147,000 would go up 2% for next year. So it seemed to go up almost every year. But what this means is, let's say you work, you know, in the corporate world and you make 400,000. You make as much as President Biden does at $400,000. Well, you're only paying into Social Security on the first $147,000 that you make. Every dollar above that, you're not paying into Social Security, and neither is your employer. Again, that 6.2% that you're paying in, 6.2% from your employer. You are still paying into Medicare on that full $400,000, and that amount is 1.45% for you and 1.45% from your employer. 
So what I'm getting at here is, I mean, if we're going to be increasing the cost of living by eight, nine, 10% this year, we need more people paying into social security some way, somehow. And an easy solution to this would be to increase that earnings cap, which now sits at $147,000. And in my opinion, I don't think wage growth, the wage growth index is going to go up as much as inflation. I just don't see that happening whatsoever, but it really needs to. We need people making more money and paying in more to Social Security to keep this party going. And personally, I'm very, very concerned about this Social Security trust and this money, this pool remaining solvent for all these years and in these 77 million baby boomers that are retiring at 10,000 a day. And hopefully the takeaway from this whole discussion is that this cost of living, this inflation, okay, so next year come January, everybody that's collecting Social Security is going to get this big raise because inflation is so high, but that's putting more stress on the Social Security trust fund. Now, currently more money is going out the door than coming in, so that's already a problem, but what's going to happen come January is even more money is going out the door than coming in. That's what I'm trying to say. Now, these cost of living increases that Social Security offers, I mean, there's nothing better than that. Getting a cost of living adjustment, so meaning you're getting more money because $1 bought less goods and services the following year because of inflation. They gave you a little bit of a raise. Now, most pensions, they don't have this. Most pensions, you know, and I'm talking corporate pensions and even public sector pensions, they don't have a cost of living adjustment associated with them. So meaning if you retired from AT&T, for example, that pension that you got, that's a fixed amount for the rest of your life. The first year, literally the first pension check was as good as it got because every year your cost of living went up, but your pension check stayed the same. So that's a huge risk in retirement that I have talked about on this podcast on probably countless episodes. So the fact that Social Security has a cost of living adjustment to it, it's a pension. Social Security is a pension. It's a lifetime income stream for somebody. And the fact that it has a cost of living adjustment makes it so, so valuable for people. Now, there's a lot of reasons why Social Security Trust Fund is in trouble. But one of those is the fact that it does have this cost of living adjustment associated with it. There is nothing better in retirement than a guaranteed income stream that has a cost of living adjustment associated with it that's almost promised. Now, the only thing I don't like about the Social Security cost of living adjustment is kind of how they calculate it. You can read about that on ssa.gov. They made some changes a few years back and they were not advantageous to people. But still, the fact that it does have a cost of living adjustment offered is absolutely huge. And I can tell you, I've done a lot of research on pensions. Pensions that do have a cost of living adjustment, so meaning every January, retirees get a bump up because the cost of living or inflation went up, those pensions are a lot, lot harder to manage because that is a huge ask and a huge promise. And that's really, really, really hard to stand behind. 
If you look at one example is the Illinois pension system. This is a perfect example. I have a few clients retired from the state of Illinois. I even have some relatives that retired from the state of Illinois. They have a guaranteed cost of living adjustment every single year of 3%. Every year for the rest of their life, their pension goes up 3% per year. So it's no surprise when you go to IllinoisPolicy.gov and you read that Illinois pension debt has reached an all-time high of $317 billion. They're that far behind because they overpromised with this pension that gives everybody a 3% cost of living adjustment every single year, a 3% raise. That's a promise that no pension fund is ever going to be able to deliver on. I'll give you another example. If you look at all these different annuity companies that are offering, they're promising these lifetime income riders. There's only one that I've ever seen that offers a cost of living adjustment to its lifetime income, meaning if inflation is a certain percentage, it will give you a cost of living bump every year, or it could. But if you look in the fine print of that annuity, it's really a piece of garbage because the way it calculates that increase in the cost of living really, really doesn't benefit you. It benefits the insurance company. So what I'm trying to say is you can't even go on the open market and buy lifetime income, like in the form of an annuity through an insurance company that promises any type of inflation protection or a cost of living, a promised cost of living adjustment every single year, like the Illinois state pension system does, or like social security does. And why is that? Well, because insurance companies are for-profit companies. They're there to make a profit. And if they're promising the moon and the stars with all these cost of living adjustments and lifetime income, that's less money and less profit they're going to make. And they're not going to make a promise like that. And by that, I mean, they're not going to make a promise that they lose money on. So Social Security really is the best form of retirement income. It's promised lifetime retirement income with a kicker, with a bonus. It comes with a cost of living adjustment. But remember, that cost of living adjustment, that comes at a cost. And that cost is, it's really causing a lot of stress to the Social Security Trust Fund because there's much, much more money going out the door than coming in. So I hope this episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast has been insightful. If you have questions, go to our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. I'll see you next week. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member of FINRA, SIPC. 